shall appear strong, but the inside is right. It's time to be stirred. The time is now. The winds have changed. Read the signs. No time to hide. The winds have changed. Millennia ago, from the little cave on the tiny island of Podmos in the Aegean Sea, the heavens opened. Since then, the world has been fascinated by the cosmic upheaval brewing on the horizon of history. The upheaval is now upon us. It is within us. To some degree, it always has been. But there has been a sudden and violent shift in the affairs of the world. The winds have changed. Heaven will not be silent. Let's now join Father Anthony Bush, pastor of St. Stanislaus Koska, the Sanctuary of the Divine Mercy in Chicago, and author of A Mother's Plea, For the Winds Have Changed. Together we can pave the way for a hopeful response to the signs of our times. Good afternoon, listeners. I'm Loretta Freilich, the other half of the Mary and Loretta show on Monday. And t- But today is Friday, so you are correct if you're looking for Father Anthony. And I have the privilege of filling in on the radio for him today. And I just have, oh, I can't wait to talk to our, our guest, Sister Marie Fidelis from the Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who is going to be with us today. But first, we just want to touch base uh, with a couple of prayer requests. These are urgent prayer requests. We live in a nation where we are free. However, in the nation of Nicaragua, um, Bishop Rolando Alvarez was about to be put on a plane with 222 other alleged dissidents from that country. He was the last one to be boarded, and he said, I will not go. I will not leave my people. And this bishop, this shepherd of souls, uh, was then sentenced to 26 years in prison. It is believed he is in the La Modelo prison in Nicaragua. And so our thoughts and our prayers go out to him. We also have two alleged dissidents from China, Cardinal Zen is also in the hospital, and it is believed he's recovering from a respiratory ailment. And we all know that Jimmy Lay, um, a Hong Kong billionaire, has been imprisoned. He's been sentenced to like two and a half years right now, but he does face another charge. Interestingly enough, and we'll see how uh, the nation of China handles it, They both have been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. So what they are doing in the world, the world says is good. What they are doing in the nation of China, China says, and in Hong Kong, China says is bad. So we want to pray for those three wonderful men of God and all the other dissidents who are standing up for Christ, whose names we don't know, but we know they are fearless because they have the love of Jesus in him in them, each one of them at least. But now, we're going to talk about something ex- exciting today. There's, like, I've got like 82 topics with Sister Marie Fidelis, and I'm sure she's prepared for all of them. But Sister Marie Fidelis, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yay! I'm so excited to have you on our show, Winds of Change. Can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Tell them who you are. Sure. My name is Sister Marie Fidelis. I am a religious sister with the Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are a contemplative, charismatic, evangelistic religious community based in the Diocese of Amarillo, Texas. We were founded in 1972, and our main charisms are praise, prayer, and evangelization. We love to share the gospel uh, with the whole world. And we have several mission houses, and I currently live in our mission house in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so that's where I'm calling from today. And I am the administrator of the Ark and the Dove Worldwide Retreat Center here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, the Ark and the Dove has some pretty special pedigree among Catholics and the Charismatic Renewal, right? Yes, the Ark and the Dove is the site where the Catholic Charismatic Renewal Movement was born. So I'm sure we'll talk more about that, Um, but in 1967, there was a historic event that happened here that led to the beginning of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. And before we touch on that beginning, so we can follow that thread to its 55th anniversary, 56th anniversary? 56th. 56th anniversary. 
Um, we want to talk about what's going on. And, and sister, forgive me if I'm I'm jumping to a topic that we didn't discuss, but uh, Asbury University in Kentucky is experiencing revival. Mm-hmm. Last Sunday, they started a prayer event in their chapel among their students that has not stopped. And what's really excited exciting about it is it's spreading to other universities. God is getting out among his people. And it, what's so exciting is um, I just heard a report. Uh, did, uh, you probably are too busy to watch television, but Tucker Carlson heard about what was going on there. It's nonstop prayer and praise. And a, an interesting element of what is happening at the Asbury Revival besides people from all over the world coming to witness it, is there is a spirit of repentance that is flowing through the meetings. And it's not a a spirit of, oh, God, I'm so sorry for the gangland shootings that are going on in Chicago. It's It's personal repentance. I am so sorry for the way in which I murder my brothers and sisters with my tongue. I'm so sorry for the ways in which I don't live up to being who you called me to be, Jesus. So it is a personal repentance among the participants that is fueling this revival. And it's pretty exciting. Hmm. Tucker Carlson uh, told Asbury that he was going to the campus that he was going to come to where they were holding these revivals in Wilmore, Kentucky. And they wrote him back and they asked him to please not come. This is this is not an event. This is a movement of God. So what's so exciting about that is it's starting to happen now. And it is spreading to other places. Other universities, students are going there and bringing it back to the places where they live and worship and attend school. And so I thought that that was so interesting that this is what's going on in the world today. And we're going to talk about the charismatic renewal that happened 56 years ago and its anointing on the students at the Duquesne weekend. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us, sister, what happened at the Duquesne weekend? Yes, I can share a little bit of the story of what happened that weekend. It was 1967, and all of this is detailed in Patty Mansfield's book called As by a New Pentecost. Right. So if anyone all the details and the whole story, they can get the book and read it. But the um, brief history of the Duquesne weekend is that in 1967, there was a group of college students from Duquesne University who had been exposed in various ways to uh, revival in the Protestant churches. Their professors and some people around them had been experiencing um, charismatic gifts, but they were Protestant. (laughs) <laughs> and the way that I understand the story is that these Catholic students said, well, we want to stay Catholic, but is this for us too? Is this experience of the gifts of the Spirit for us in the Catholic Church as well? And so through a, a series of months and formation and prayer and discernment, they came to the Ark in the Dove Retreat Center to have a weekend retreat. It was February 17th, 18th, and 19th of 1967. And these students prepared for the retreat by praying with the Acts of the Apostles from the Bible, the Acts of the Apostles, chapters 1, 2, 3, and 4. And they also read a book called The Cross and the Switchblade. And these two resources were meant to prepare them to be open to receive the grace of Pentecost that's for us today. Uh, And in their lives, they were basically saying, I want a personal Pentecost. And so during that weekend, uh, several of the students experienced what, what we can only call a personal Pentecost, they experienced an overwhelming sense of God's love for them, um, a personal sense of repentance and a desire to just bow down before the presence of Almighty God. And then later this led them to experience um, the gift of the Spirit that we see listed in the Scriptures in 1 Corinthians, the gift of tongues, the gift of prophecy. And this was really the first time in the modern history of the Church that this was ever seen. Uh, Of course, in the early church and in the scriptures, we saw that, but in the modern era, this was really the the epicenter of where this began. And so from 
the Ark in the Dove Chapel, where this experience happened, those students just began sharing with other people, this is what happened to me. Can I pray for you? Can I pray that God will give this grace to you? And by a movement of God, a movement of the Holy Spirit, that grace spread throughout the whole world and became a movement that's now even represented by offices in the Vatican. Amen. Excellent. <laughs> Sister Marie Fidelis, that was a wonderful summary of what happened. And and you're right. You know, it's all documented in a wonderful book called As by a New Pentecost, the Dramatic Beginning of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. What I loved about um, what happened, it was such a such a, you know, for lack of a better term, it was such a God moment because as the, as the book details all the different um, uh, witnesses and testimonies that these students gave, they also, you know, they, it wasn't just, it was they prepared as a group, they were there as a group, but as they were going down to the uh, dining room to celebrate another student's birthday, they all felt just kind of compelled to stop in the chapel individually. And it was there in the chapel, in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, that Jesus just had that moment with them that changed their lives forever. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, um, in in looking out and seeing the individuals, the charismatic movement, the charismatic renewal movement spread all over the United States and like you said, all over the world. And it was among the young people. So I'm really, I'm really, you know, like excited when I hear um, about the events at Asbury University and uh, the the Wilmore, Kentucky, where they're experiencing a movement of God, a movement of the Holy Spirit. And it is, it's exciting. So when we look at the renewal, what does the renewal bring to the church? Well, I think at the heart of the charismatic renewal is this proclamation that Jesus is Lord. The scriptures tell us that it's only by the Holy Spirit that we can proclaim that Jesus is Lord. And the charismatic renewal is a movement where uh, we're invited individually, personally, as a church, as a body of Christ, to say, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life today, over all areas of my life, over my family life, over my relationships, over my my career, over my academics. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. And the Charismatic Renewal is a movement that has prioritized this idea um, in the hearts of the faithful, and in different ways and in different streams, of course, that that's been shown, but um, prioritizing Jesus as Lord of everything in our lives and in the world, and then praying from that place of confidence, knowing that we are beloved sons and daughters of the Father. Amen. It's all about our identity. And once we get that right, the Holy Spirit just moves through us. Now, you said that the disciples of the Lord Jesus are a charismatic group of sisters. Now, um, were you charismatic before you found the disciples of the Lord Jesus? Only briefly before. (laughs) I was um, a college student at Franciscan University in Steubenville, and in my junior year, uh, I was uh, more—I had an experience of God that led me to want to understand more of the charismatic gifts and charismatic prayer and praise and worship, and I really started to interiorize that as something that I really believed was important in my spirituality and my personal life. And around the same time, my junior year of college, I also started feeling called to religious life. And somehow in my heart, I just knew that these two things were happening at the same time for a reason, that I was having this experience of growing deeper in charismatic spirituality and also discerning religious life. And I really felt that God wanted me to join a community of religious women who were living the charismatic spirituality intentionally together as a body. Um, and somehow or another, God led me to, to our community in Amherst, Texas. Wow. And are you originally from the South? or? No, I grew up in Maryland. Oh, my goodness. So Texas is kind of a long way away from Maryland. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> now, one of the things that I find so amazing about all the sisters, and I have the privilege to know several, um, you are also joy-filled. What do you attribute that to? 
Well, you know, it's interesting, as you were mentioning the Asbury revival and that movement of repentance, something that popped into my mind is um, some a book that Sister Anne Shields wrote, and she talks about the fruit of repentance is joy. And, you know, asking about joy and how the sisters are so joy-filled, we, I think, because we live a life of intentional conversion, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So um, we're daily, intentionally seeking to be more open to the Spirit through personal conversion, through that ongoing conversion of discipleship, through the Word of God, through the sacraments, and uh, also through sacrifice and giving up the things in our hearts and our lives that aren't in accord with the gospel. And so the more that we align ourselves to the gospel, the way, the truth, and the life, the more joy that we have. Uh, now, that sounds easy, but it's quite difficult in practice, of course, to have that <laughs> process. But I think that's where joy comes from, is from that process of authentic conversion. Praise God. Well, you know, Cardinal Francis George um, is formerly from Chicago and was our cardinal. And so in Chicago here on, on Winds of Change, we like to mention our beloved Cardinal George. And that that was something he used to say, that the, the sign of the Holy Spirit at work in you is joy. And so um, when we are going into our first break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Sister Marie Fidelis uh, more about the Ark and the Dove and... Uh, the coming up celebrations for the 56th anniversary of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. I am Loretta Freilich, filling in for Father Anthony on Winds of Change, the new EWTN Catholic radio voice for Chicagoland, WSFI Catholic Radio on AM 750 WNDZ and on 88.5 FM W-F-S-I. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy. St. Stan's is an exceptional private elementary school in Chicago, serving preschool, age three and four, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, and first grades. We incorporate Catholic values and rigorous academic social-emotional learning, Chinese, Spanish, STEM, and more, providing our students with leadership and life skills to transform our world. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy is conveniently located one block north of Division on Noble, just off the Kennedy Expressway. To schedule your tour, visit ststanschicago.org. ststanschicago.org. I'm Loretta Freilich, Winds of Change guest host, and you are listening to the Winds of Change. Sometimes it's tough to hear winds of change over the air. What with tall buildings, power lines, and other static. Now you can hear winds of change anywhere, anytime, or on any device. When winds of change is on the air, Monday through Friday, noon to one, go to ststandschurch.org. Scroll down to the winds of change tile and click on the listen live button or visit Winds of Change Facebook page to see the Listen Live link. Welcome back, listeners. This is Loretta Freilich, and I am talking to Sister Marie Fidelis, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Sister, now you mentioned you are the administrator at Ark and the Dove. Can you tell our listeners what Ark and the Dove is? Yes, the Ark and the Dove Worldwide uh, is a retreat center located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, north of Pittsburgh. And the Ark and the Dove is an organization that has many, like the many facets of a diamond. We do many things here. Uh, one aspect of what we do is that we are a retreat center. We have uh, rooms for 25 guests to come and come away for the weekend to experience the Holy Spirit in a deeper way. We are also a resource center, so we seek to develop content and programs that will feed and nourish uh, the charismatic and charismatic spirituality. We also are a pilgrimage site. So as we mentioned earlier in the program, this is the site where the charismatic renewal began in the Catholic Church, and we have pilgrims from all over the world who come here to reverence the Lord here in this chapel and acknowledge, you know, grace that's come from here that has transformed the Church. So uh, I have the privilege of being the welcoming face of the Ark and the Dove on a daily basis and trying to store the graces that are here in a daily fruitful way. Now, um, you talked about the Ark and the Dove. There's two buildings there, right? 
Correct. There's the Ark, which is the big blue building, the main retreat center, and then a smaller building called the Dove, which has a few guest rooms and is also offices of Pentecost Today USA, which is the National Service Committee of the Charismatic Renewal. And I have had the privilege over the years to attend various events at Ark and the Dove, and I'll never forget it by, you know, it's a very, it's a retreat house. It is, and it is still in the same um, shape as it was when the Duquesne students were there 56 years ago. Obviously, there's been some updates, but it's still that intimate space, a a living room, a porch area, you know, a dining room, uh, the bedrooms upstairs. You know, you are not staying at the Hilton. And um, yet uh, it has it's the only way I can explain it is there's like some places where there's so much prayer or there's such an opening of heaven over it. The the veil is very thin between heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. And I honestly can tell you that I feel that when I am at Ark and the Dove. It is, it, you are in a holy space. And one of the things that I was so grateful um, when I, the first time I came, they were re- there's a word for it. Maybe you know, sister, when you return the Eucharist to the chapel where it hasn't been in a while. Well, Bishop David Zubig was doing that on a weekend for the charismatic renewal. And I had the opportunity to come into the chapel when he was praying and he was all alone. And the beauty of watching his reverence for the Eucharist and the Holy Spirit I just was blown away. So it's really a very prayerful place. It is a holy place, and it is the veil is very thin there. Do your other retreatants experience that, Sister Marie Fidelis? Yes, we have groups here almost every weekend of the year, uh, sometimes two groups in a weekend, and everyone who comes here comments that this is really like a home, and they come and experience the grace of this place, the grace of... Uh, the Lord's presence just sort of dwelling here in a unique way that they don't experience elsewhere in the world. Right. And, you know, what I love about it is it is advertised. Uh, Johnny Batusi is the chairman of the board for organizing Ark and the Dove, and he really advertises it as your home. Welcome home. And that, I think, is such a great grace. Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of this, you you mentioned that this is the 56th anniversary of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Duquesne University. What kind of changes do you see brought about by the Ark and the Dove being available to people to come? Hmm. Well, especially in the last two years since... uh, the pandemic and we've been able to be more open and more available and travel has been more possible. We're having a lot of increase in diocesan service committees of the renewal coming here for their diocesan retreats. We're having an increase of priests coming for a charismatic renewal retreats, their own personal retreats here at this pilgrimage sites. We're having an increase of religious sisters coming, of um, foreigners coming. And so I think that having this place available to the whole church is really um, reminding people that the Holy Spirit is available to them in a personal way. And, you know, before the charismatic renewal movement in the church, there wasn't a lot of, you think of praise and worship. Like, praise and worship is a fruit of the charismatic renewal. You go anywhere, almost, in the Catholic Church, and you can find somewhere doing praise and worship, whether or not it's college students or a prayer group or something, Um, even Sunday Masses, where they use praise music. That didn't exist before the charismatic renewal in the Church in the way that we know it today. And so I think a lot of people are starting to recognize, well, this movement really has brought a lot of transformation to the way we worship. And they're coming here to experience that in a deeper way. Now, when you say praise and worship, tell our listeners what you mean by praise and worship, because you're so right. You are so right. Mm-hmm. I think praise and worship is a particular way of praying, either individually, privately, or communally, that uses song, and uh, whether it's the gift of tongues or just in your own language, but spontaneous, loving prayer 
to God through song. And praise is, the Catechism says, praise is the highest form of prayer because it most easily, most readily recognizes God for who He is. Praise is a kind of prayer that's focused on God and not on me, myself. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, in our prayer, in my prayer, I'll speak personally, okay. but in my prayer, I say, you know, God, I, you know, I need this, I want that, I'm really having a hard day. Praise is a form of prayer that says, God, you are so good. Amen. <laughs> God, you've been so good to me. And so we're learning to pray and praise through song in a way that lifts our hearts to God and focuses on Him and His greatness and His goodness and not on me and my weakness and brokenness, if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Because think of some of the songs that we sing. Um, you know, I, I, I'm trying to come up with one now, but, you know, so many songs are about us. You know, Lord, I need you. Uh, Lord, you know, but then we turn to songs like, How Great Thou Art. And so they're two different, you know, I can recognize my need for God in my prayer, but when I start my prayer with songs like How Great Thou Art and Holy, 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 I am just letting myself go to God and letting, getting in front of Him and just telling Him how absolutely incredible He is and how blessed I am to be in this place. And then, yes, I can get to, Lord, I need you. And then I can tell Him what I need. But it is really in that place of praise where suddenly you don't need to pray that need prayer anymore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And so, you know, we are, you are right, we are so blessed to have um, the renewal that has given us the, the, the talk title, Praise and Worship. It's the, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also the, what I find about Praise and Worship is you get a great praise leader, somebody like a guy like Mark Nemo or some of the praise leaders you've had, you know, Susan Potvin and Living Praise at Ark and the Dove. You get those praise leaders. They take you um, past space and time. You know, you are in the throne room of God. You know, they could the place could be burning down, and yet you are worshiping the Lord. And and I think that it is its own, you know, talk title on the program, and, and it's all it's got its own space now in events. We wouldn't have an event without praise and worship, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, you are having some events coming up at Ark and the Dove this weekend, right? Yes. Yeah, so this weekend, as we mentioned, it's the 56th anniversary of the Duquesne weekend when those students from Duquesne University came here and experienced that personal Pentecost. So this weekend, to celebrate, we are doing several live streams events. So at, on Saturday's 18th at 1 o'clock p.m. This is all Eastern time, so, okay, so New York is... 12 o'clock Chicago. <laughs> yeah, we are um, going to be hosting, uh, broadcasting an interview with Patty Mansfield at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, and that's going to be posted on our Facebook, our YouTube, and our website, so you can find all of those. And then at 7 o'clock p.m., we're having a live-streamed prayer meeting from the Upper Room Chapel where this historic event took place. So that prayer meeting is actually being led by current Duquesne University students. Wow. So that's an amazing grace that 56 years later, there is a new prayer group on that campus of students experiencing the charismatic renewal. So those students will be leading us in praise and worship, and we're going to be having a time of prophetic words and all of those things. And so one of the unique things of the Ark and the Dove is that uh, we have this chapel, this holy site, but obviously not the whole world can't come here. Right. So we want to be able to bring it to the whole world. And so that's why we're live streaming this. So we want everyone to be able to join us live wherever you are in the world to join the, the prayer meeting of the 56th anniversary. So you would log on to your website, which is? www.thearkandthedoveworldwide.org. And that's the Ark and the Dove Worldwide, all one word. Correct. Right. And Patty Mansfield's um, interview, The Grace of the Place, will be held, if you're listening in Chicago, at 12 p.m. noon. And the 
um, prayer meeting led by the Duquesne University Charismatic Prayer Group will be held at 6 p.m. on your website as well. Correct. Okay. Well, we are delighted to have that information because it will where it's where we're all going to be this weekend on Saturday at 12 noon and 6 p.m. And when we come back from our next break, we're going to be talking more about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the charisms of the Holy Spirit and what it means to be led by the Holy Spirit with our guest, Sister Marie Fidelis. I'm Loretta Fralick filling in on Winds of Change for Father Anthony, the new EWTN Catholic Radio voice for Chicagoland, WSFI, Catholic Radio on AM 750 WNDZ and 88.5 FM WFSI. Sometimes it's tough to hear winds of change over the air. What with tall buildings, power lines, and other static. Now you can hear winds of change anywhere, anytime, or on any device. When Winds of Change is on the air, Monday through Friday, noon to 1, go to ststandschurch.org. Scroll down to the Winds of Change tile and click on the Listen Live button or visit Winds of Change Facebook page to see the Listen Live link. We are the students of St. Stan La Costa Academy and you're listening to the Winds of Change. St. Stanislas Koska Academy. St. Stan's is an exceptional private elementary school in Chicago, serving preschool, age three and four, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, and first grades. We incorporate Catholic values and rigorous academic social-emotional learning, Chinese, Spanish, STEM, and more, providing our students with leadership and life skills to transform our world. St. Stanislaus Koska Academy is conveniently located one block north of Division on Noble, just off the Kennedy Expressway. To schedule your tour, visit ststandschicago.org. ststandschicago.org. Welcome back, listeners. This is Loretta Fralick with Sister Marie Fidelis, the disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that happened on the Duquesne weekend back in February 1967. And, um, you know, we talked about uh, the, the opportunity that the renewal had to purchase the Ark and the Dove. And we talked how we've how the organizers have made this the home of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But now you've talked about other people coming at, to it as a retreat center. Um, what kind of retreats do you offer there at the Ark and the Dove? So Ark and Dove retreats have a wide variety of what we offer. One of the things that we offer a few times a year is called the Holy Spirit Retreat which essentially takes the elements of a Life in the Spirit seminar, leading us um, to understand God's love for us, our salvation in Jesus, the role of the Holy Spirit, um, leading the participants to experience their own grace of baptism in the Holy Spirit. We offer that a few times a year. We also uh, have begun offering what we call the Upper Room Retreat, which is a, a representation of the 1967 Duquesne weekend. We take the essential elements of that 1967 weekend and then have represented them in a way that people can come and experience that today. Um, another uh, event that we offer that's not so much of a retreat, but is a wonderful opportunity to come experience the grace of this place, is our Summer Festivals of Praise. Once a month in June, July, August, and September, we have an outdoor worship event with a worship band. We have adoration, confessions, prayer teams. We have free food, uh, and we invite anyone and everyone to come and just enter into a night of worship with us. Well, now that sounds that summer. Um, I have been on the Upper Room Retreat, and I can tell our listeners it's absolutely fabulous. It is, I don't know, it's like, I don't know, you, I don't know where you can go to get that much energy <laughs> poured into you that, you know, just transcends any problems or circumstances you may be living and just recognize that your life is one giant kiss from God. And, oh, I had, it was the, mar it was a marvelous retreat, just marvelous. <laughs> and you do a very nice job, sister. 
And (laughs) but these summer festivals of praise, they sound fun. What what goes into that? And how is it that you guys decided to do that at the Ark of the Dove? We love the festivals of praise. Summer at the Ark and the Dove is the best time of the year. I love it. Um, The way that the festivals of praise began was actually uh, during the 2020 uh, shutdown of the COVID pandemic during the three or four months, depending on where you were, that uh, (laughs) churches were closed, buildings were closed. The Ark and the Dove had to be closed to comply with state laws and Except the problem of that is that we're evangelists, right? So, <laughs> so we, we stop. And so the building was closed, and we couldn't just turn off our, our desire to evangelize, our desire to bring people to Jesus. And so I started praying. I was just assigned here in February of 2020, and then in March, of course, of 2020 is when everything uh, was closed. And so by the time May and June came around, I said, I have to do something. What, Lord, what can we do to bring people to an encounter with you. And so a fruit of that prayer was we, for Pentecost, we had gotten permission from our diocese to have adoration of the Blessed Sacrament through a window. So our friends, (laughs) our friends, our family would, our, you know, people who had to come pray would come to the parking lot, and the sisters would expose the Blessed Sacrament in the front window of the living room. And the people would come and pray in their cars and pray outside. Anyway, when it was Pentecost, some of the young adults said, Sister, can we bring guitars and do praise and worship in the parking lot while you expose the Blessed Sacrament in the window? And I said, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And so we did. So we had praise and worship in the parking lot. And then they said, can we keep doing this? And I said, sure. They said, can we come every Friday? Like, we don't have anywhere else to go. (laughs) Everywhere is closed. Can we come every Friday and just bring our guitars and bring, you know, our small group of 25 friends or whatever it was? Sure. And I said, of course. And so that's how it started was that we just sent out an email to people we knew and word of mouth spread. And we started getting about 100, 120 people coming every single Friday of that summer just to praise, just to come and sit in the grass and praise God. And somewhere along the way, we we invited a food truck to come be part of the ministry. So we have a food truck that comes uh, and serves free dinner to everyone who's, who's here. Um, and then as a fruit of that, you know, once the churches reopened and parishes starting having programming again, we said, let's do this once a month in the summer and be really intentional about it. And so that's how it's developed, is that uh, the last Friday of every month in the summer, we, you know, open it up to anyone who wants to come and just get free dinner. You can bring your family, bring your friends. And it's a great way to um, bring people who aren't familiar with church. You know, everyone wants free dinner. And so they come get free dinner, and then they stay. And it's just a very backyard family feel with the worship team and adoration outside. And, um, yeah, and the sisters are here to just love on people and bring smiles to people's faces. And it's really grown to be an event. Usually we have about 300 to 400 people that come for these events now. And so we love to invite more people to swing by. You know, Sister, that sounds so evangelistic and so (laughs) absolutely Jesus would do that. Um, I had an experience when I I went to Ireland on a religious pilgrimage, and I had an experience at the church that the leaders brought us to, and it was called Cafe Church. Mm. And so, you know, usually there was a a stage with with praise and worship, and so there's a music group. And then there's a big screen so everybody can see the pastor that's going to be preaching. Um, But then for newcomers or people that aren't comfortable in a church setting, what they do is they have something called Cafe Church. And it's downstairs street level. And I I went to it um, because it turns out there was a a, a special surprise of a special worship leader that was leading worship there that they didn't want me to miss. But it literally was like going in Panera and sitting and getting a cup of coffee and sitting down at a table. There would be people that were familiar, you know, there were people there to talk to you about God and to talk if you, this was your first experience or if you'd been away for a while. And then there was a, a contemporary worship leader leading worship and they called it Cafe Church for those that are just easing into the formal church setting. 
but the free food trucks, the uh, the worship, the it just sounds just so something like Jesus would do. And <laughs> when are those going to start up again, Sister? What month? So June is the first one of the summer. It'll be June 23rd, Friday, June 23rd. And the June Festival of Praise is actually being led by our sisters. The DLJ sisters are coming up from town to lead the event. So oh, you don't want to wow. That's one not to miss. Yeah. And are these summer festivals of praise, are they also on your website? Yes, the dates are on our website. So there's, if you go to the main page, there's a tab that says events, mm-hmm. and you can click on that events tab, and they are listed there. Now, this event will be played over the, or will be live over the, um, on your website. Yes, we also live stream them. So uh, you're more to join us on the live stream on Facebook or our website. Well, terrific. Well, that is like an exciting event. Now, when is your when are your next retreats, your Holy Spirit and your upper room retreats? Our Holy Spirit retreat will be June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I think that's the first weekend of June, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And registration will probably open at the end of April. So we don't have registration open yet, but if anyone's interested in attending, they can go to our website and get on our email list. And we send out emails probably once a week or two weeks with the upcoming event. So get on our email list if you want more information about registering. And then the upper room retreat will be in September. We're we're finalizing the dates, but it'll be in September that we offer another upper room retreat. Wow, that's exciting. And now a lot of work goes into these. And so how many people staff the upper room? Or not strike that, the Ark and the Dove. Um, not many. <laughs> and the administrator, and we have a full-time administrative assistant, and we have a housekeeper, and that's it. <laughs> so, wow, you girls are busy. We have a, a wonderful team of volunteers who supports our work and our ministry here of their time. and um, But yes, we do stay quite busy. Now, you t- uh, told us that you have been there at the retreat center full-time for three years? About three years, yeah. About three years. And how is it that you ended up coming to be the administrator there? You know, it really was just God's will. It was God's providence. Before this assignment, I was at our mother house. Um, I made my final vows as a religious in August of 2019. And then a few months later, in January of 2020, we had a general chapter and elected Mother Lucy as the superior of our community. And about three days after that, she approached me and asked me if I would be willing to go to Pittsburgh in two weeks. And (laughs) and then then I said yes. And so uh, a quick uh, discernment, but uh, definitely what the Lord wanted. Praise God. Now, what do you love most about being there at the Ark and the Dove Retreat Center? What What am I things about being here just personally is that I get to pray in this chapel every day multiple times a day and I know that it's for a season I'm sure that I won't be assigned here forever that's part of our religious life but for the season that I'm here I want to pray in there as often as I can and so in our community we have um, two designated hours of personal prayer every day one in the morning and one in the afternoon and I usually take at least one of those here just to soak in all the graces that I can while I'm here. Praise God. Now, are Sister Angela and Sister Anakara still there at the retreat center with you? Yes, they are both live here in our convent. Sister Angela serves as our local superior, and Sister Anakiara is the vocation director for our community, so she does a lot of vocation work in the Pittsburgh area. Wow. Now, you <laughs> talked about having a time of prayer with the sisters, and you mentioned praying in tongues. Can you explain to our listeners just what praying in tongues is? Mm -hmm. So praying in tongues is a charism of the Holy Spirit. Charism is just a fancy word for gift. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit that uh, is listed in 1 Corinthians 12. We find it in Scripture. But it's essentially a prayer language, a language where um, when we pray with all of our heart and we use all of our English or all of our, you know, native tongues, and then sometimes you just run out of words, and you just want to keep 
going. You want to keep pouring your heart out to the Lord. Uh, the, the scriptures talk about the Holy Spirit prays within us, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a, a, the gift of tongues is a gift where the Holy Spirit prays within us. And it, it's in a language that we don't understand. It could be an angelic language. It could be a, a human language that we're not aware of. But it's a language that kind of bypasses the mind, you know? Sometimes we like to pray in our minds and kind of analyze God and analyze God's Word. But the gift of tongues takes us into the level of the heart and um, opens our hearts to a deeper encounter of God's love for us. It's kind of like that groaning that St. Paul talks about (laughs) when we're praying. Um, I know that, that I really am blessed to be able to pray in tongues because, you know, it's 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 so many people ask you, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? <laughs> well, you know, if you're charismatic, that's not going to happen later tonight. We're going to do it right. now. Right, and, right. and so, you know, I can say, well, what am I praying? You know, what would you like me to pray for? And they'll say, oh, I have this situation with my family. Mm-hmm. Well, you can start right there, but I don't know the dynamic. I don't know how God is already working in that situation. And so it is so freeing to bless the Lord for the gift of the brother or sister that's in front of you, but then to pray in tongues and to continue on praying in tongues, um, because then that is the Holy Spirit praying for that person. Mm-hmm. I had an amazing experience where I was praying with someone, and I told them that I prayed in tongues, and we were praying for a father wound. Her father had died when she was young, and this many years later, as an adult, it still was breaking her heart. And so I asked her, would it be okay if I prayed in tongues, which I did, and she said, sure, go ahead. And so I started to pray in tongues, and a lot of times my tongue turns into a song where it just is musical, and I don't know where it comes from, and the woman started to cry. And so I looked at her, and I said, I'm sorry, is there something else that we should pray for in this? And she said, no, my father was from Italy. Whatever you're praying, the melody is the song he used to sing to me every night. When he, oh my gosh. So, you know, it's like when you're praying in tongues, it's like driving a red Ferrari with the top down. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, you the Holy Spirit just hits the mark every time and you never know the impact that it's going to have on another. Mm-hmm. So, well, when we come back, sister, from our last break, we are going to talk more about the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the amazing place Ark and the Dove is. I'm Loretta Freilich filling in for Father Anthony on the Winds of Change. Here's some good news. We are pleased to announce that St. Stanislaus Koska is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week in answer to our Blessed Mother's call to open the doors. The Blessed Sacrament will again be exposed all day, every day, except when Masses or other services are being held. You are invited to come and pray anytime, day or night. For your safety, we ask that you practice social distancing and wear a mask. Hand sanitizer is available, and St. Stan's has increased cleaning and sanitizing of the church. And a security person will be on site. More information can be found at ststandschurch.org. That's ststandschurch.org. St. Stanislaus Koska is located two blocks north of Division on Noble, just off the Kennedy Expressway. Sometimes it's tough to hear winds of change over the air. What with tall buildings, power lines, and other static. Now you can hear winds of change anywhere, anytime, or on any device. When Winds of Change is on the air, Monday through Friday, noon to one, go to ststandschurch.org. Scroll down to the Winds of Change tile and click on the Listen Live button or visit Winds of Change Facebook page to see the Listen Live link. I'm Loretta Freilich, Winds of Change guest host, and you are listening to the Winds of Change. Welcome back, listeners. We are talking with Sister Marie Fidelis from... Uh, the Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are uh, talking about the Ark and the Dove. Uh, And the Ark and the Dove is the retreat house where some young Catholic students 56 years ago from Duquesne University said to 
uh, leaders, we want to learn more about our Catholic faith and we want to go on a retreat. And so those leaders that were learning the Holy Spirit and calling down the Holy Spirit invited them to the Ark and the Dove in a, a retreat house there in Pittsburgh. And what ended up happening was the Holy Spirit came down upon all of those students and in, and just lit them up, lit them up with gifts and charisms, charisms and boldness and the desire to tell the world about Jesus and how he has blessed them. And boy, couldn't we learn a, a little bit from what happened at uh, Duquesne at the Ark and the Dove, at what they call the Duquesne Weekend. We know, ladies and gentlemen, that we have the Asbury University revival that's happening in Wilmore, Kentucky. People from all over the world are coming to this, this, this time of revival, and they're even turning down the likes of the Fox TV News anchor, uh, Tucker Carlson saying, please don't come. We, we want to keep this as a movement of God. It is not a news event. So it's also spreading now to um, other places around the country, to other student chapels. They're talking about at least five from the article that I was reading. And so we want to really pray that this revival continues, that it spreads like match wildfire, and that the blessings and the lessons that we can learn from the Ark and the Dove weekend of tremendous revival in our church, tremendous, you know, praise and worship of God that we talked about with uh, Sister Marie Fidelis. And really, I, honest to God, Sister, I think that was like the best. I had never thought of that, but you're right. Praise and worship is a staple, and it's not just praise and worship. It's praise, worship, and wait for the glory to fall. Mm -hmm. And yes, and, you know, when you think about it, at least that's my prayer life, and you can tell the difference. And so I, I really do urge all of our listeners to get online to Ark, the Ark and the Dove Worldwide all one word, dot org, and tune in tomorrow at 12 noon for Patty Mansfield. She is one of the first um, individuals who was there on the Duquesne weekend, and she is going to talk and do an interview about the grace of the place. And she is so, so true when she talks about that, because I know that when I was just there last for the upper room retreat, the, the veil is so thin between heaven and earth. You really can feel that this is a holy place where a lot of prayers going up. And if you want to read more about it, you can also get her, Patty Mansfield's book, As by a New Pentecost, The Dramatic Beginning of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. And I really, I, I know I'm going to be in front of my screen at 6 p.m. because I want to attend the prayer meeting. Um, their festivals of praise are just awesome. And I can tell you that this to celebrate the anniversary, the 56th anniversary of the Duquesne weekend. It's going to be amazing. And sister, if people want to find out more about the disciples of the Lord Jesus, where do they go? The website. For our community is www.dljc.org. DLJC is the letters that signify our community's name, Disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Well, sister, I am going to ask that the time that we have right now, if you would be so kind as to lead our listeners, say a prayer over our listeners for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Sure, I can do that. <laughs> you pray, too. <laughs> yes, I will. I'm going to be praying right with you, but you go, sister. Give it out. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come, that you would fall upon us, that you would fall afresh upon us. Come, Holy Spirit. And I just want to invite everyone listening to just uh, open your hands kind of in front of you on your lap or just wherever you're sitting. Just open your hands 
as a sign of being open to the outpouring of God's grace. We just want to be open to whatever God is doing and saying and pouring out. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and fill our hearts. I pray for each of us that's here gathered in this airspace. We pray, Jesus, that you would send your Holy Spirit upon us in a new way. We pray for the grace of personal Pentecost, the grace to experience you as Lord, as Savior, as healer, as the lover of our souls. We thank you, Jesus, that you have promised that the Holy Spirit is always with us, that he's our advocate, our guide. We thank you, Lord, that we receive these gifts of your Spirit. We receive the the gifts of wisdom and understanding and knowledge and fortitude and counsel and fear of the Lord. And and then we even receive gifts to evangelize, the gifts of uh, the gift of tongues and the gift of prophecy and the gift of healing. Jesus, we just pray that you would pour out all those gifts upon your church right now, upon all those listeners right now, that they would experience a warmth in their hearts to know that you are with them, that you're close to them, that no matter what comes this day or this week or this year, Lord, that uh, you use all things for our good and to bring us closer into relationship with you. And Jesus, just in a special way, I pray that if there's any unforgiveness in our hearts, that you would heal that, deliver us from that, and give us the courage to forgive so that we can be more open to receive you and your love. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And Lord, we also pray, too, for the for blessings to come on the ark and the dove, that you would just give Sister Marie Fidelis all the grace she needs to manage this this worldwide ministry. And Lord, we praise you and thank you for all the sisters of the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and the gifts that they bring as they continue to bless the people they minister to. Just I, I decree and declare that they shall be just magnified, that their ministry shall be magnified a thousandfold, that they shall have all the provision that they need to care for their elder sisters and all of the gifts that they need to go out and proclaim Christ crucified. And Lord, I just, I, I thank you for the the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is coming down at Asbury University. And I decree and declare that that same Holy Spirit that has created a hunger for you shall fill the United States, shall fill this world, shall bless the 56th anniversary of the Duquesne weekend, and Lord, that you shall explode on the face of the earth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Sister Marie Fidelis, it has been absolutely our privilege to talk to you today, and I really thank you for all your gifts that you put at the Lord's disposal and the time that you took to spend with us. And really, it has been just an amazing hour filled with wisdom and knowledge of the Holy Spirit and and how Holy Spirit works among his people on the earth. And we want to say yes, yes, yes. And Jesus, we are continuing uh, to bless those in all the renewals throughout the United States and the world, and that you would continue to pour out your grace on one another. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, sister, I know you have a big day on Saturday, so uh, we shall be praying for you and for all the exciting things that are happening. Give my love to Sister Angela and Sister Anagara, and uh, I really want to thank you for joining us today. I'm Loretta Fralick, filling in for Father Anthony on Winds of Change, and you will hear me on Monday as I am back on my regular Monday show with my co-host, Mary Fiorito. God bless you, listeners. Thanks for joining us. What's there to say when the world makes no sense? Do we search deeper truths or sit on the fence? Can you see? Can you see? Right. It's time to be stirred 
Time.